Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. Throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. Since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow CRNAs to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a Plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. Let's get to it then. Our rabbit hole for the day is, dun, 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 life coaching. Now, when I was in high school, I decided to try out for the track and field team. I thought I was pretty fast, so I wanted to be a sprinter. However, being in middle Georgia, the track coach took one look at me and said, you're a white guy, go run long distance. So I tried to run some long distance at first, and I absolutely hated it. I was no good at it, and I had no desire to get better. But the camaraderie amongst the long distance team was amazing, and I really enjoyed the team building aspect. Eventually, I was able to showcase my abilities as a sprinter, and while I was happier doing what I loved, the fellowship there just wasn't the same. Now, fast forward seven years. Some of my best memories of my mid-20s were when my wife and I lived in the small town of Green Lake, Wisconsin. While I was there, I was given the opportunity to coach long-distance track at the local high school. Sure, my background was in sprinting primarily, but my heart belonged to long-distance now. I shifted my identity from mentee to mentor. And for two years, I had impactful coaching moments that I'll remember for the rest of my life. A few of those kids went on to run in college, but more importantly, I forged relationships that I still have with those students who are now adults today. I was able to take what I learned and pass it on, and it was incredibly rewarding. So why do we only have coaches in sports? I could argue that the coaches that I had and the coaching that I took part in was far more than just centered on whatever sport it was that I was in at the time. It was often holistic in its approach. And in the last several years, I've actually gone through some changes uh, in my life because, well, life happens and it changes you. I discovered Stoicism, an ancient philosophy of personal ethics informed by its own system of logic and its views of the natural world. It has provided me with a framework for living without the dogma of religion. As a result, I have sought to let go of my own ego, which often led me to poor decision-making and aim to maintain a will that is in accordance with nature and the world around me. Yeah, yeah, I I can hear your rolling eyes in the back of your head from here. 
you know, uh, in the words of President Business from the Lego movie, what a bunch of hippie, dippy baloney. But I've often thought about how these ideas from Stoic philosophy could help others in their life's journey. Now, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, so just try to stick with me. My oldest daughter just started middle school. Her identity is suddenly changing. She is no longer an elementary student. She is a middle schooler. This is normal and natural. A previous identity is being replaced by a different mindset, emotions, and behaviors that are considered more desirable. Sliding into a new identity is often easy when we believe that there's a better fit for ourselves, but an unplanned event can cause much more identity turbulence at a faster pace. This creates an emotional and communal disconnect, making it harder to engage with others and adapt to a new situation. The COVID-19 crisis is one such event, and we can't deny that there is a growing number of people out there looking for some kind of guidance in their own lives. Let's face it, many of us have had our worlds turned upside down as a result of the pandemic. Okay, so I get it. This is sounding more like a Thoughtful Thursday episode so far. When are we going to get to the money-making part of all this? Well, we just had a massive perspective shift, and more folks than ever are hurt and confused. So many people have never stepped this far out of their own comfort zones, and they need help to do it. We have educators and mentors when we start new professions, and we have coaches that help us with athletic pursuits. But what about all these folks who are just struggling with life? That's where the life coach comes in. A life coach is a type of wellness professional who helps people make progress in their lives in order to attain greater fulfillment. They aid their clients in improving their relationships, careers, and day-to-day lives. In creating those strategies, life coaches target the unique skills and gifts of their clients while zeroing in on negative patterns that could be standing in the way of success. Some life coaches take a more general, all-encompassing approach, but there are some who specialize in helping people in specific areas. Some of those different areas include addiction and sobriety, business and leadership, dating and relationships, diet and fitness, family life, mental health and wellness, spirituality and financial coaching. Life coaches can provide sessions in different forms as well. Many will meet with clients in person, while others conduct sessions over the phone or by video chat. I wonder about the intersection between life coaching and motivational speaking. Sometimes the two can be blended and the waters can get muddied. But And I think of Tony Robbins here. He does a lot of public speaking at his huge conferences, But attendees are often split up into much smaller groups led by moderators slash coaches. But a weekend or week-long conference experience is very different from the experience of multiple coaching sessions over a six- to 12-month period. Now, there has been a rise in popularity of life coaching and motivational speaking. There are three primary reasons for this. Number one, there's not much regulation or any real restrictions in this space. Number two, people enjoy making changes in others' lives. It's a noble cause. And number three, technology is easily available now, meaning anyone can make a presentation or deliver one. It's easier to connect with others than ever before. So what does it actually take to become a life coach? Well, the first thing you need to do is find your niche. Most life coaches focus on people's professional, personal, or romantic lives, while others focus on health and wellness. As a life coach, you'll probably touch on more than one of these areas with your clients, but it's important to find a certain specialty. Now, this may be obvious to you, 
whatever you happen to feel comfortable talking to people about. For me, that area happens to be finance and apartment investing. Once you figure out your specialty, you'll be in a great position to begin marketing yourself and your business. Now, the next step is to get a life coach certification. No, you don't actually have to have this to work as a life coach. But according to the International Coaches Federation, 89% of coaches do so. Plus, you'll find this certification process to be helpful in giving you credibility. You are bound by a certain ethical guideline, which provides a comfort to clients. It can also make you feel more legit and give you a boost of confidence when you're just getting started. Now, you want to find a course that is credentialed by an association like the ICF, which sets industry standards for ethical coaching. You can use ICF's training program search service to find a course that lines up with your particular set of goals. If you're looking to go into a certain niche, you may end up paying around $5,000 for your certifications, but most courses are in the $1,000 to $3,000 range. However, keep your eye out. There may even still be a few free ones out there. Next up, you'll need to set up your business. That means registering your business identity as an LLC or the like. Visiting the website for your state's Secretary of State will get you going in the right direction here. You can pay an attorney upwards of $1,000 to $2,000, or you can do it yourself for under $200. You probably will have a digital business as opposed to a brick-and-mortar building that people come to. This saves you a lot of money on the front end, and you can always transition later if business really gets booming. You'll also need to consider a marketing plan for your business. Keep in mind, this venture requires a good amount of self-promotion. As with most service-based businesses, the best referrals will come from word of mouth. You can start with free, many, or discounted sessions to folks who are already in your network. If they're happy with your services, then you can ask them to spread the word to their networks and provide you with a customer testimonial for your website. You can network with other coaches in your area or pay for some online advertising, which takes us to our next step, creating your digital footprint. We live in a social media world, and your digital presence is vital to your success. You need a strong business domain name and a good computer and camera to take pictures, record videos, and conduct online sessions. You'll want to make sure your internet can keep up too. An important piece is knowing where your customers are. When I really started working on my digital footprint about a year ago, my apartment investing peers told me I had to get onto LinkedIn. I purchased memberships for LinkedIn Sales Navigator, WeConnect, and a coach for LinkedIn Sales. But my niche isn't other apartment investors, it's healthcare providers. And while many other CRNAs may have a LinkedIn account, they don't really use it regularly. In fact, many create an account because they're told that they should have one, and then they never look at it again. So what do they actually use? They use Facebook. They use Instagram. That's where I needed to be. So I spent money and spun my wheels for several months before realizing my own error. You may even want to consider taking some branding courses that come with coaching around creating your brand, how to style things for social media, how to write copy and produce content. While there's a lot of free education about this online, a course could help put it all together for you. Next up, you'll need to decide how you'll work with your clients. Think of this as an evolving process instead of a one-and-done decision. As you develop your approach, you'll find that clients are gravitating to certain services more readily. Some folks like to offer a variety of packages, such as individual 30-minute sessions, or a dozen 60-minute sessions, or four 90-minute sessions. 
You may determine that your clients need something that's more regimented, so you set up once-a-week sessions or once-every-other-week sessions for a set length of time. Maybe your program is only for three months, or maybe it's for a year. It's up to you to work with your clients to tailor what you offer to what they need and respond to the best. But it's important to have clear goals and expectations that you set up front. Okay, now it's time to price your services. Again, this depends on how you approach working with your clients. Are you doing it by session or do you have a particular package or program that you want to offer? Is this an ongoing relationship with different types of touch points here? And I know by now, most of you are wondering, come on, man, just tell me how much I can make. It's difficult to put a price on helping people change their lives. So you'll have to figure out what your own time is worth. For reference, though, life coaches are charging anywhere between $75 to $1,000 per hour, depending on their services and qualifications. Again, this depends on whether you charge for individual sessions or programs, but you will want to try pricing out what your hour is worth and go from there. Keep in mind, certain coaches have higher income potential than others. An executive coach can charge anywhere between $12,000 to $25,000 per client, meaning a handful of clients can easily push you over the six-figure mark. Most other life coaches charge between $1,500 to $4,000 per client per month. So let's do some math here to see the potential. Let's say you want to have an ongoing relationship with clients and you develop a three-month program. At a cost of $2,000 per month, that means one client nets you $6,000. If you're able to get 10 clients in a year, that nets you $60,000. The average life coach with less than a year in practice has six active clients, but the average number of active clients for a coach with 10 plus years of experience is 15. So it's safe to assume that you can average somewhere in the middle of that after you get your legs under you. Last but not least, you'll need to invest in some continuing education. Yeah, that's something that we're all well-versed in as healthcare providers, whether that's keeping up on your reading, attending seminars and workshops, or just being active in communities on social media. The better you are at delivering your services and developing tools in your toolbox, the more value you can provide to clients. This is a business expense that is necessary to help you scale your business and remain relevant to clients. All right, here we are. It is pros and cons time. So, pro. This is a flexible gig that can really accommodate your schedule. You can schedule clients around your current work schedule, and you can cap the number of clients you have based on what you can handle. Con, creating a social media presence can take a lot of time and effort, and it really takes consistency before you start seeing real results. Trust me, I know. Pro, this is a pretty easy business to set up and run from home. If you have a computer and good internet access, you can get things going. Con, you are expected to be positive, confident, and full of energy all the time. Yeah, that's not really an easy thing to do, is it? Pro, earning potential is really pretty high for this career. There are no set fees for what you do, so you can set the prices at what you want, given that you are providing enough value for people that they find your services worth it in the end. Now, I've got a couple of pros slash cons here. Uh, pro slash con, there is a low barrier to entry. Startup costs aren't too bad, being that you can get started for as little as $1,000. Plus, you can start coaching before you even get any certifications. While this is great on one hand, since you can test it out before expenses get out of hand, what's to keep other folks from doing the same? 
that means you could have a lot more competition along the way to your success. Another pro slash con, the emotional investment that you have in your clients is a powerful thing. Your cup can be filled by great interactions and successes that you have in those breakthrough moments with people. But most folks who get into coaching are empathetic and they take on the burdens of the people that they're trying to help. It's a delicate balance to make sure that you're going in the positive direction here instead of letting certain things get you down. Now we're going to end on a pro. You can really help people make positive, lasting changes in their lives. There's nothing quite like seeing the transformation that clients can have as a result of your efforts. If you have a desire to really help others, this can be a great way to do just that. Now, if you think that this is something you'd consider pursuing, then make sure to check out the links I've provided in the show notes. One book to start with is Becoming a Professional Life Coach, Lessons from the Institute of Life Coach Training, Second Edition, by Patrick Williams and Diane Menendez. The last thing I'd like you to consider is that, quote, if we are asking our clients to be courageous, we must dare to be courageous ourselves, not fearless, but courageous in moving forward in partnership with our fear, end quote. Now, that's a statement from Megan Joe Wilson, whose best-selling book, Who the F am I to be a coach? A warrior's guide to building a wildly successful coaching business from the inside out. That one's definitely worth a look. Now, I hope you enjoyed today's rabbit hole. Life coaching is definitely a career on the rise as people today need more help than ever to navigate their lives. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or potential rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time and cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to connect with me or learn more about On Call Capital, make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. Until next time, this is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.